Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, choo-choo, the hype trains are rolling. It's about time, right? Or yeah. Is, it, like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, we have imagine, something to talk about. We have something to talk about. In in terms of good or bad, I don't know, like, Arena has been pretty boring since I don't play fake formats. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. Um, I, I did run a couple. Uh, I realized that after the reset, my rank was pretty low. And if I want those sweet three booster packs or whatever I get for being platinum, then uh, I needed to up my rank and constructed. So I've been playing uh, Black White Zombies and Explorer. Oh, yeah, dusted ra- it off. The rally deck? Yep. Or the mar- oh, nice. Yep, the rally deck. Nice, nice, nice. The ra- the rally rally this rally. Yep. Uh so if you have ideas for shows, uh people already started sending us some uh questions for like a mailbag episode, so keep those yep. coming. You can tweet at us, uh get us on us on Facebook, our email or in our Discord. All those links are in the description below. Yeah, make sure you check them out. And like Brian said, we got that mailbag episode coming up. Anything and everything, anything you guys want to ask us, let us know. Um, if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. We would appreciate it if you used a TCG Player affiliate link to make any of your online purchases. It's tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link to TCG Player. Anything you purchase, we'll get a percentage of to help keep the show rolling. And if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash casual MTG, chip a couple bucks in, you get put on my mailing list when I have stuff to send out. Um, you also get access to our pre-show and our show notes. Um, and you can feel great about yourself for supporting your favorite podcast. We feel yes. pretty great about doing it for you. So it's about time you return the favor. Yeah. Um, we also have our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. If you want to look at our smiling faces as we uh, make this episode, yeah. Uh, you also get to see what random cards I decide to uh, to make us from week to week. I change them every week. Yeah. So last week we did a show about uh, kind of the big behemoths of the industry getting bought out and merged or whatnot, and we were Channel and Fireball. Yeah. So if you guys want to... Tune in to see what cards I picked for this week. Head on over to YouTube, Casual Tryhard MTG, and check out this week's episode there. Um, one more announcement. We will be live on stream on Twitch this Saturday. Um, I believe the stream starts around 6 p.m. East Coast time. It's uh, our patron, Brad, who we've had on the show, does a PDH uh, stream every Saturday and Brian and I will be joining him this week. So it's twitch.tv slash V underscore popper. And I'm sure uh I think Brad posted up in Discord today his uh little infographic Ooh. about the stream. You can get more information there if you want to. But come check us out. It should be a should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I've got my I've got to I gotta start sleeving and get lands. Uh, I've not figured out my mana base. <laughs> yeah do that and then uh at some point brad mentioned maybe hopping on a spell table with him and just to make sure that like our setups are all right so maybe we'll do that at some point this week and yep. we'll see you guys on saturday yeah all right so um 
as we have here after a brief intermission. Uh, welcome back to hype season. <laughs> choo choo, the trains are coming. Choo choo, the train is a coming. So yeah. we are doing uh, Dominaria United. Yeah, we had two kind of news events over the past week. Um, the first was the week or weekly daily weekly, MTG. I guess. Or is it weekly, daily MTG? Whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. The Magic sponsored stream where they talk about news was this past week and they talked about some Dominaria United stuff. So we're going to talk about that. And we also, uh, this past weekend was San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And if any of you guys don't know, uh, Mark Rosewater does a panel at Comic Con every year. Um, where he talks about usually a little bit about the upcoming set. He usually gives a talk about like game design type stuff. I think he um, did like Blockatog Live. Okay, I don't know what that is. I, I didn't actually watch it. Well, uh, I know his, sometimes they stream bl- it, but you know how his like uh, blog, the Blockatog, yeah. is just him answering questions. It was just a question and answer. Oh, okay. It was just like his blog, but live. Oh, I gotcha. Um, but they talked about some Unfinity stuff. Yes. So. Not a ton to go over there, but uh, some interesting things that I think are worth a discussion at least. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off with the Dominaria stuff from the stream, mm-hmm. though. Um, the first tidbit of news that we got was Dominaria United is going to be the beginning of a four-set story arc. Mm-hmm. So if you think back to like Guilds of Ravnica through War of the Spark, Actually, I guess back further than that, like Amonkhet through War of the Spark, there was kind of one storyline. Yeah. Where it was just like building and building and building, and then there was a culmination with War of the Spark. Um, We're going to have something similar over the next four sets. So the next four sets are all going to kind of culminate in whatever that fourth set is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty like common knowledge that people are expecting it to be. Like the return of Phyrexians, so yeah. Like if you, like if you've been following the story at all, there's been breadcrumbs since Kaldheim. Kaldheim, yeah. right? Like there's been like a random Praetor. Yep. And so we've had three of them, right? We had Vorinclex, we had Jingataxius, and we've had Urbrask. Uh, Urbrask. So yeah. like they've been showing up throughout. Um, uh, like to like kind of like weave this like start this story, yeah. And then some of the previews that they had also kind of back up the Phyrexian thing. Yeah, I guess like I don't have it in the notes here, so I don't want to say too much about it. But I guess there was some elements of a story leak also. Okay, I didn't see that. There, there was some information that got out about a planeswalker that's killed and another planeswalker that's completed. Okay. So I don't, I don't have concrete information, but that's what I had heard. Yeah. So this will be kind of the, it's weird. Like story wise, it's kind of the closest we get to like, we've gotten to like a three uh, set Mm -hmm. block. Yeah. Right. No, No, granted this is like, Apparently the next four sets. Yeah, so it'll be Dominaria United, Brothers War, and then we don't know the two sets after that. We don't know the names for yeah, them yet. Spaghetti so. meatball or whatever, peanut butter jelly. Whatever it is. Yeah, right. ham sandwich. Yeah, it's... uh, But, like, the Brothers War, 
that's what they they're doing the same thing they did with Crimson Vow where they're like stuffing it super close after Dominaria United, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like Yeah, we're gonna have two sets before the end of the year. So it'll be yeah. Dominaria United in September and then Brothers War is is it November, December? Yeah, like same kind of Something thing. Like like that. Right after it. Yeah. So Which is kind of silly. I don't know why we couldn't have like already had Dominaria United, but well, because we had to, like, you know, strike while the iron was hot on that whole Innistrad thing, man. We couldn't, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, I think it was, uh, hey, uh, we can do our four regular sets and then sell these Jamokes a bunch of, like, Commander yeah. Legend stuff on Arena. Yeah. And then by the time we got around to that, everyone hated Alchemy. And so mm-hmm. Jamokes were not buying Commander Legend stuff on Arena. Yeah, um, this is completely unrelated to the topic of the show, but uh, seems like a good place to interject. Did you see any of Hasbro's earnings from... I saw some, I think it was like Hipsters of the Coast, like reported on Twitter, but I did not internalize it enough to like remember a bunch of it. So I saw people talking about two different reports. Mm -hmm. Um, The first report was that Again, we had uh, Hasbro having uh, record-breaking profits for this quarter. Yes. Um, solely on the back of Magic and D&D. Those were the only only two portions of the company that made money, and they carried the rest of the company. Awesome. Um, on top of that, I saw that not only were there record-breaking profits, but the profits were kind of unbelievable as mm-hmm. far as like actual profit is um, something like they made 50 cents, 50 cents for every dollar or something hmm. like un unreal good. That's like, that's better than like any, any yeah, like their profits, <laughs> mar- their profit margin is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. 50% profit margin is absurd. Unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Absurd. That's like drug dealer levels. Uh, basically, yeah. So Cardboard crack. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but oh, the, so the other part of that report was that every set is record breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, they said every set that has been released this year has broken records, and that's including the awful sets that we had this year. <laughs> like I... Streets of New Capella wasn't a terrible set, but it certainly wasn't good enough to break records no and commander legends was an awful product that i think everybody agrees is awful and supposedly broke records i clearly do not understand what uh, um consumers want and again i've not gone out into the uh, world of magic locally in a while but like who are these people buying these products I have no idea. I, I do not understand. So I guess people that care more about what's on the card than what the card does. I guess, yeah. Which I guess is kind of the whole point of Secret Lair, right? Yeah. I mean it could it, it could very well be it. Like you get enough people that are like chasing like fancy treatments. Yeah. So but yeah. It doesn't matter if the card's good or not. Yeah. Or I mean what really ends up happening is is like you have like, you know, a Basaju and a mm-hmm. Fable of the Mirror Breaker in a set, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, 
Well, gotta get those. Yeah. And then you get like a ledger shredder. And, and an unlicensed nurse. <laughs> and an unlicensed nurse. I was like, what are the. And it was like, well, gotta have that. Yeah. I was like, Rafine's not worth anything and only gets played in like one format. And like, the triomes. Yeah, like Grace it, It's Fangs weird though. Like all of that set is in the rares, not the mythics. Yeah. Like, really. I mean, what's Ob down to now? Like, that's probably the best mythic, right? Uh, I don't know. Not not enough to justify me buying it when I did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I... But it is weird that, like... Yeah. It's so... It's... Like, I feel like they don't make cards for you or I anymore. $8. I hate my life. Eight dollars. Uh, wow, I hate my life too. And I bought at the bottom. I thought <laughs> market market price is eleven thirty, as low as eight ninety nine, or wow. eight ninety five. Yeah, just just a ski slope to yeah. the bottom. That's cra- um, like it's a good card. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I guess that shows you where modern magic is, though. Yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah. Um. Oh, you can get a light played foil for $12. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it feels like they don't, like, this product is not for you. They they clearly have figured out who their products are for. Not me. Yeah, and if it is just, like, if it's just we make our money on the backs of Commander players, then cool. I mean, I guess that's what the game is now. But, like then you just end up with like cards that are unfun. Yeah. Cause they're busted. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if a card's balanced for commander, it's probably not balanced for constructed and vice versa. Right. Cause like, like the, there's overlap there, but like things that are big and splashy for commander are either unplayable or broken. There's no middle ground. Yeah. But I mean, you think about like agent of treachery. Mm hmm. Right, like that card's probably fine in Commander. Mm-hmm. Right, but like when you're playing it on turn four in Standard, yeah, and blinking it, it's like backbreaking. And you're like, oh, I yeah. I can't deal with this because yeah. uh, since uh, you know, since if you steal someone's land on turn four in your Commander game, there's two people to like beat you up. Right, and he steal someone's third land in your 1v1 game, you've just There's crippled, there to beat you up. You've just crippled them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, please don't have a Charming Prince. No! <laughs> it's like, or oh, Thassa. Or Thassa or whatever, right? And you're just like, oh, yeah. this is awful. Yep. Or, you know, Saltai Ultimatum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh, I got Ultimatum yesterday. Yeah, you're just like, oh, if there's like only one out of a hundred cards... Yeah. Like, okay, that's not too bad. And it's just like, oh, wait, no, I thought seized one and then they drew another one and I still got clowned. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I had the answer and it didn't matter. Yeah, it's like, oh, suck. Okay, moving yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so, but it, it is weird that, like, if they are balancing cards for Commander and, like, that's where they're driving stuff. But, but like, we- I mean, I don't even think that Commander Legends Baldur's Gate whatever was 
like well received for a commander no, yet still no. is record breaking like that doesn't make any sense it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all like it especially followed up with like double masters where like um everyone was like oh here are all the commander cards i wish were in this other set yeah i forget what the number was but they put a number and they said that every every set this year hit some some number and was that like number a, was some like dollar amount in sales i think yeah and like whatever hits that number is considered like a runaway success or whatever and every set this year has hit that number including the bad sets which doesn't make any sense like i mean if it's only I mean, based what was on the last that? bad set like our devastation like they cut production early on our devastation mm-hmm. and i don't think commander legends did at well but i yeah. guess the thing we're not if it's just a dollar amount like is the fancy printings enough to get people to buy 25 dollar packs yeah, I don't know. Right. Maybe. Because, I mean, a $25 pack has the literal same amount of car, uh, the same cost in cardboard, basically, as yeah. a $4 pack. Yeah, and, like, that harkens back to the, like, profit percentage that yeah. they're they're running on. Where, you know, if they're, if every card is worth a dollar and they're, they've, they only have, you know, 50 cents worth of work into every card, then. Yeah. Then they're doing all right. Yeah. All right. So, just anyways, <laughs> back back to Dominaria United. Yeah. Back um, to the regularly scheduled program. Back yeah. to your your next best selling set of all time. Oh, uh, okay. What? One more thing. Just one one okay. more snarky thing. Uh this set is the best selling set of all time. But you know, we're really gonna have to raise the price of the packs eleven percent because we oh, can't. Yeah. We can't get by. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, record, making, record breaking profits. We're making fifty cents on every dollar. Yeah, but uh, every dollar you spend, like when you buy a pack, two dollars goes into like Watsy's pocket, and they were like, "Damn, we make it two dollars and five cents." Yeah, yeah, or two dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll make the packs uh, four fifty now. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So that that just hurts. Now, yes. Um, apparently, previews are going to start the 18th for Dominaria United. Yeah, and I guess there was something in the stream about the commander decks too. People were com- complaining about how the commander cards were getting revealed, and I had assumed that that meant people were confusing that, or people were getting confused about what cards were in commander and what cards were in the actual set, so they might separate the previews. Evidently, that's not the case. People wanted the commander cards previewed early, so they're going to run them simultaneously, but the commander previews will stop on the 20th. So all of the commander decks will be spoiled alongside the first two days of Dominaria United spoilers. So we get the... You... You're going to have for, like, two spoiler seasons in a row the, like, oh, this card's neat. Oh, wait, no, can't can't play that card. Yeah. Right? Just like the uh, uh, the Infinity cards. You're like, oh, that card's really neat. I wonder what I can do with it. Oh, wait, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so about the Infinity, did you hear about this? The, no. Uh, 
the, the one card that they showed that was going to be like eternal legal, the Rectos card, Rectos Minotaur or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess they showed both arts, like the showcase treatment and the regular card. Okay. And regular card had the normal hollow stamp and the showcase card had the acorn hollow stamp. Oh no. So one version of the card you can play in legacy and commander and one version you can't. And the only thing that's different is the artwork. That was a face palm for everyone who might've picked that one up. Yeah. Uh, now I'm, I'm sure that was just like a templating error that, you know, whatever intern was in charge of templating that card made a mistake, but, or it might be like, sometimes they've had them where like the preview is wrong. Like the mock-up that they do for like the stream yeah. is wrong. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. I thought you yeah, meant whoever like, was in te- charge of, yeah. Of the stream graphic messed it up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, um, those are just it's always really confusing when they do them like at the same time. Yeah. But again, right, like I could not imagine five years ago enough people on the wizard stream saying I want the commander cards <laughs> to be previewed sooner that like yeah. wouldn't get drowned out by like people talking about standard and modern yeah so like you know again maybe we just all have to bow down to our commander overlords the world's a different place buddy yeah so uh in a move to show great consistency with releases we are now going back to a release on moto and arena before pre-release well, so like the day before pre-release. Oh, it's only it's the not, day before. It's not the weekend before. Okay. It's like it releases on Thursday, and then Friday there's uh, pre-releases. So it so actually it, it was like the weekend before. Yes. Yes, you would get yeah. like a weekend. So basically it will release on Arena on Friday because on Thursday Arena will be down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there has not been a pre-release where Arena has not been down. Yeah. Like, there was even one day where I, like, left work early. I was like, screw mm-hmm. it. I don't like this place. I want to go home and I'll play Magic. Well, yep. Gavin's at daycare. And it was just, like, loading, black screen, can't connect the server. So, yeah. Yep. Won't make there that was mistake one again. where I think I was going out of town that weekend. So, I was going to miss pre-release and it was launching on Arena. So, I, like, I made my trip so that I would have Thursday night, like, in the hotel room. And then whatever I had to do for while I was out of town, I could still do, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, for a period of time on Thursday, I was in my hotel room so I could get some, some sweet pre-release action in and arena did not function. Arena <laughs> did not cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> my plans were different than the plans arena had evidently. Um, but one thing that they are doing different for this pre-release is they're doing jump start boosters alongside the pre-release. Um, I don't know exactly how it's going to work because I think there's only 10 different packs. There's like mm-hmm. two for each color. So like that kind of limits the like jump startiness of it. Like you're mm-hmm. not really getting random. Like if, you know, I think when you play jump start, you're supposed to buy six packs and then each person picks two packs out of those to play with. And like one you don't play with. Well, if you're buying six packs, like you're, 
that's most of the ones available. You're going to take the two red decks and smush them together. Yeah. Um, I think that... So, with that description of there are two jumpstart boosters per color, mm-hmm. this just seems like... Uh, were they were they guild decks or like the weird starter packs where they were? These like, are supposed to replace the theme decks. The theme decks, like this, or, just yeah, seems the like theme packs. Yeah, where they were yeah. like, well, people like jumpstart. Yeah, people hate theme packs. Right. Can I repackage theme packs as mm-hmm. a thing that people like? Yeah. And so I'll call them jumpstart. Yeah. No, these are going to have cards unique to these jumpstart boosters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether they're going to be standard legal or not. Well, the theme decks did as well. The theme decks were also standard legal. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Um, I, I don't know if these are going to be standard legal. It'd be weird if they weren't. Yeah. Like, hey, here's the standard product. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's no like additional set symbol. Yeah, so like you could just. But they only like, showed the two set symbols: the one for Dominary United and the one for the Commander decks. They didn't show a third for the, the yeah. Jumpstart packs. So. so like you could just have like you know, overcosted dragon that won't be see play in standard. We hope, dear God, please don't be wrong. Uh, or you could have Muxus. Yeah, you or you could have Muxus <laughs> and uh, uh, Allosaurus Shepherd. Yep. But the theme decks; those cards usually were at that like new player power level I'm like this is wasn't re- there one of the angels for the black white angels deck in Kaldheim wasn't one of those angels a theme deck card um it's the the one three a yeah. youthful valkyrie yeah uh it was and then there was in the theros one there was the big dragon that like if it comes into play all your creatures get double strike Oh, yeah, yeah, So it yeah. was like the thing you tried to put in off of Perforos. Yep. I mean, it wasn't a good deck, but it was a card that was, like, playable in a deck that people, like... Yeah, well, I mean, that Angel's deck was pretty good for oh, a no, while. Oh, an- no, I mean, that deck still... That Youthful Valkyrie or whatever is played, like, in the Green-White Explorer Angel's deck. Yeah. Uh, a pro strategy ship. Basically, Esper Greasefang can't beat that deck. <laughs> I've had them at two and then gotten the turn back with them at 50 Oof. or like 40. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. It's like collected company into like double, double angel, gain a bunch of life, trigger these things, make two angels, gain a bunch of life. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we tried. I have two. Four, four. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to 18 you. Yes. No, nah. Not seventy two you so right, um, and then the official release will be September 9th. Yep, that's not all the news we got though. Aside for some dates, we got uh, kind of a big announcement. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners were playing back during OG Zendikar, but they did a promotion for original Zendikar called Hidden Treasures, where they went out and on the secondary market bought a whole bunch of old magic cards and like randomly seeded them into original Zender booster pack or Zendikar booster packs 
mm-hmm. uh, only for the first print run. And they're kind of doing the same thing here. Um, supposedly, Wizards of the Coast found a warehouse somewhere with a whole bunch of pallets of Legends boosters and acquired these pallets of Legends boosters and opened some number of them. And uh, they're going to be putting some of those cards into collector boosters for Dominaria United. So I had seen um, different things where it was like a Watsy warehouse that they had been using. And okay, like so they- we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, but this is the uh, little tidbit of information that I had heard that I didn't have when I wrote this episode. Um, they didn't say where or what the warehouse was, only that they found it and drove there and acquired, per their words, like pallets of legends. Um, now supposedly this kind of gets into, you know, one of the next things we're going to talk about, but there were collation issues with legends Mm -hmm. where there were two different legends sheets for uncommons and a box can only have uncommons from one of the sheets. So if you open a box that contains uncommons from sheet a no pack in that box will have uncommons from sheet B. Okay. Because of that, evidently, and this is, you know, strictly like hearsay, there's no, no proof of any of this, but supposedly way back when, if you were, you know, a store looking for singles, or if you were opening a great number of legends packs and came across this collation issue, you could, send i don't know if they're unopened packs or open packs or whatever but you could send product to wizards of the coast and they would replace it with um booster packs from or that contained cards from the other sheet so speculation is that all of these boxes were product replacement boxes Mm. so i don't know i don't know how true that is or or whatever, but that is what I had heard over the weekend that was not at my disposal when I wrote the episode. So. Gotcha. So it could be that all the that we know what rares are present or not. So there was there was not a yeah there wasn't a rare. Yeah, yeah. The it was only uncommons that the collation issue affected. Um. That's the reason why they have a whole list of cards that are included in this promotion and cards that are not. And there's a couple different reasons for cards to not be included. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But if you look at the list, uh, like black mana battery is not included in this promotion. And that's because they didn't open any because all they opened were boxes that contained the other uncommon sheet. Unfortunately, that also means that there's no mana drain because mana drain was an uncommon from the other uncommon sheet. Okay, so we simply didn't open certain cards despite uh, opening case after case after case. These include Adventurer's Guildhouse. Dang it. (laughs) All your green legends gains bands with other legends. Uh... Arbora, which is probably good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a decent hit, so that's kind of like, a shame. But, like, it's also but... a card that, like, you just can't do anything. 
cards I've not heard. Uh, Blight. I'm just I'm just scrolling through some of these. I know you you had said what some of them were. Yeah, but it's just land tax. Yep. Like Legends land tax is uh, fire. Mm-hmm. Mana drain. That's a. Yeah, that would have been a good hit. That would have been a good one. Ah, uh, presence of the master. We don't get Iowa Einstein. <laughs> Boo! Scrap it. Or we don't yep. get Rabid Wombat? Oh, man. Rabid Wombat, people. Real card. Uh, yep. Oh, we don't No get... Underworld Dreams, either. That would have been a cool hit. We don't get I know C- it's been reprinted a we don't get. Times, we don't but... get our... We, our Blue Legends don't get the band with other Legends, because there's no Seafarer's Quay. Oh, man. Yeah, jeez. I mean... Uh, and then... Yeah. And then there's... Oh, man, there's a lot of uh, cards. Yeah. So on top of the cards that they didn't open, because evidently every box they opened was from the same uncommon sheet, which, again, is why people are speculating that this was uh, product replacement boxes that they, quote, found. Um, On top of that, they also pulled all of the, like, culturally insensitive cards. Um, that they kind of called out over COVID. Like they erased a bunch of cards from existence uh, and cleanse, cut ties. Cleanse with, does not have an image when you scroll over it. Yeah, it's gone, gone. It just says like, does not exist, yep. so sorry. Yep, erased from uh, from existence. Same with um, Invoke Prejudice. Is, yeah, and Imprison. Exi- it's not a card anymore. Yeah, it does not exist. Um, so on top of that, they also, well, why'd they get rid of craw giant? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's look at this flavor text. It, I think it's because it has the word, uh, midget. Oh, I assume okay. I was looking. That is the only like, yeah, I had thing noticed that, that seems off Yeah. about it. Cause I was like, why is that one gone? Yeah. Uh, same with like. Relic barrier. Well, that's because of the artist. Okay. Um, the, the artist that drew Invoke Prejudice or made the artwork for Invoke Prejudice is, uh, I guess, a fairly well-known neo-Nazi. Um, so, in addition to them erasing Invoke Prejudice from existence, they also uh, decided not to include any of his artwork in this promotion. Uh, Which is kind of unfortunate because that artist also illustrated Sylvan Library and Nether Void, both and, of which would have been really good hits. And Darkness. And Darkness, yep. Yeah. yeah, I just saw Darkness. Like, that sucks. Yeah. And that's actually a really cool piece of art. Like, I mean, issues with the artist aside. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, interesting. And Gwendolyn. You're not going to pull a Gwendolyn. Is that his art or just like... No, that's just the art. kind of... The art in yeah. general. The, the subject of the art. <laughs> yeah. It's not not appropriate. Fair. So. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm assuming that Tabernacle's in here. Yeah, they, they actually said that they uh, opened multiple Tabernacles 
and in some cases multiple tabernacles per box. Nice. So there are there are a bunch of tabernacles out there floating around, which is like the biggest hit. The biggest hit. Yeah. Um No, I don't know. They said that, you know, in this stream they said they found literal pallets in a warehouse and went and collected literal pallets, like multiple pallets of legends. Mm-hmm. But they only ever referred to opening like a few cases. And I think at some points they didn't even call it a few cases um, where, you know, it would have been real. Like if they had opened, you know, pallets of product, um, I think they would have used the terminology pallets of product instead mm-hmm. of boxes or cases. Um, and also, it, I guess it was a relatively small team of people that did the openings mm-hmm. and they filmed the entire opening. Um, I don't know that you can film opening pallets of legends in the time period that they said they did. Cause I think they said they did it all over the course of a week. I don't think you can open pallets of legends over the course of a week with yeah. what I'm assuming is not very many people. I mean, there is, like, the weird, like, blah, blah, blah reserve list, and then all of a sudden you dump pallets of product onto the secondary market. Yeah, but, that, like, what what well, are they that, doing I mean, with the rest of the pallets? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to burn it. No. No, but I, I guess my thing is, is, like, there'd be people that would be like, oh, my God, sweet. I get, like, a chance to get a tabernacle. Yeah. And then there's a person with the tabernacle who just can't be happy. Right. Who's like, oh, well, I get I mean, the tabernacle. Realistically, though, even if even if there was oh, there's not enough to move legends. Mar- yeah, they're they're not going to open enough to move the price of tabernacle. No. Like no. How, how many tabernacles are you realistically going to open over pallets? Like 100 maybe? Yeah. True. Uh I mean, but like the price of moat got moved on like 30 moats or a hundred moats. Right. Because that's all that was for sale. Yeah. So I, there are more in the world, but it's just, I don't know. I think that like is as rational as it would be. Right. Like I'm not saying it's a rational thing, but people mm-hmm. would be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you. Like, yeah devalued my investment in tabernacle blah 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 yeah. right like not saying it makes sense just like magic players can't be happy yeah. um so i also like, don't like i think you could probably reverse engineer how much they opened also because they said that three percent of collector boosters are gonna have a legends card in them mm-hmm. so if you know if you can figure out the print run of collector boosters you should be able to you know, work backwards and determine how or much they opened. Get pretty close. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have all, like, you don't know how many uh, nether voids they opened that they're not selling or that they destroyed because the card doesn't exist anymore. Um, but, I mean, you could get pretty close, I think. Like, who had the sad job of, like, running nether void through a shredder? Yeah, so I I don't know what they did with Nether. Yeah, Void. I know. I, I, Nether I, yeah. Void isn't technically one of the banned cards. Like it still exists in the database. 
Um, they just chose not to include it in this promotion. But um, like Invoke Prejudice, like not that that's a super desirable card, but like since they erased it from existence, it has certainly gone up in value. Yeah, and yeah who, who's the guy that's just shredding Invoke Prejudices? Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's just funny. So three percent of collectors boosters will have a Legends card. Now, yeah. some enterprising people have done some math. Uh, not me. If yes, not us. <laughs> if you if you really are jonesing to have the experience of opening Legends cards from a pack, yep. it makes more sense to just buy an eight hundred dollar pack of Legends. Mm-hmm. Than it does to buy eight hundred dollars worth of collector boosters. Yeah. So if you, what's a a, bo- a collector booster box is like two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks, something like that. It was something where it's like you'd get like two to three legends cards for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I think there's like two or three legends cards in a case of collector boosters, mm-hmm. and they could both be kobolds. Yes. Big suck. Big yep. suck. <laughs> so Unless you, you really like cobalt. Yeah. If you really are like, I would like to open a pack fresh Legends card. Buy a pack of Legends. Buy a pack of Legends. Yeah. With Wizards' current um, quality controls, how much you want to bet someone opens a crimped tabernacle? Do you know how much a crimp tabernacle would be worth? Oh yeah, it, just ridiculous, <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't fathom what a crimp tabernacle would auction for. It would be a lot of money. Yeah, especially if you could prove it was from a Dominaria uh, United collector booster. Mm-hmm. I. The sky's the limit. I don't think you could put a dollar value on it. So you just I think that to... would likely be one of the most expensive magic cards ever sold. So you just have to film you opening all of your Dominaria United collector boosters on the off chance <laughs> that, that you, you open get, a crimp tabernacle. That you open a tabernacle and it got crimped. Yeah. Um so uh they also are redoing the crappy old legends yeah i don't know why they decided to do this seems really strange um legends weren't like legendary creatures weren't a thing before legends uh the set legends introduced legendary creatures yes so because of that they made a lot of really bad ones because they didn't know what they were doing seven or eight mana four sevens that don't have anything but flavor text that are multiple colors. Yeah. Like, cause they didn't know what to do with. Yeah. Like they were like, we don't know what to do with these cards. So we're just going to give them a cool border, make them multicolor and fine. Yep. So what wizards decided to do was instead of, uh, distributing eight mana garbage, vanilla five sevens they reimagined those cards as what they would be like as printed today and i I think they're only available as box toppers although they might also be in collector boosters 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're but uncommon. They're, like the ones that they spoiled. Uh, not were not all of them, I think. Okay, the ones that they spoiled were uncommon. I thought. Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't think you can open them in a booster pack. Yeah. I think they're exclusively either box topper or collector booster. Um, which is kind of cool. It kind of gives those old garbage commanders a, a shot at getting their name on, on a board somewhere. So, and for example, this guy actually has not uh, this Bartle Rune Axe. Three, mm-hmm. gr- three green, red, black for a 6-5. Yep, but he ha- he has abilities. Oh, okay. He, he cannot be the target of enchant creature spells. Oh, and attacking does not cause Bartle Runex to tap. Yep. So he is uh, vigilant, hexproof from auras. <laughs> no, yeah. sorry, shroud from auras. Shroud from auras. Right, and but then like one of the ones that didn't make the cut was like a, uh, uh here you go, Sir Chandelar of, uh, Eberin. Uh, I don't four, know that one. Four white green, mm-hmm. for a four seven vehicle for flavor text. <laughs> flavor text delivery machine. Yes, remember, <laughs> Sir Chandelar. Remember and stand firm. The yeah. rallying cry of the Eberin militia. Sure. That is it. Thanks, Sir Chandelar. That is all we got. So, uh, as we were talking about our new commander overlords, mm-hmm. right? Like, they are doing these, um, uh, like, these, like, reimagined commanders. Because there's someone somewhere who's neck deep in like magic and legends lore, yeah, who just loves themselves some uh, Sir Chandelar and really <laughs> wants nothing more than to play a Sir Chandelar uh, commander deck. But I guess I never realized Chandelar was actually referenced on a magic. Card I think it's Shand- like S H A N D L A R. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be Chandelar. Yeah, for uh, those of you that don't know, Chandelar was the setting for the uh, the, the magic- very first Magic video game. Some would argue the best Magic video game. Oh, it's great! I've played it like not super recently, but recently enough. Yeah, it's it's orphanware at this point. You have to like do some finagling. Uh, yeah, there's like a Gabby Sparks. How do I install Chandelar on my computer? Video. But, like, I remember playing it years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I've watched people play it, like, streams of it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is great. It's just great. It's so much fun. You you play, like, the most broken, terrible decks. Yeah, like, the best deck in the game is just, like... Contract from Below. Yeah, Contract from Below yep. and, like, Lightning Bolts. Bunch of fast mana. Yep. Yeah. Lightning Bolts, Hypnotic Spectre, Contract from Below. It's great. Moxes. It's like, like your opponents are playing like just terrible garbage and you're just doing the most broken thing. Yep. There there was no like like it wasn't like you could have one mox. No, no, you can have four mox jet. Let's go. I mean if you can get more than four, you can have more than four. Yeah. There's there was, no four of limit. <laughs> yeah, just go nuts. 
Although I think that there is a card number limit based on how many cards are in your deck. Am I remembering that right? I don't remember. I think you can have like a 40 card deck, but you're only allowed to have like a three of per card. Gotcha. Um, I think the number changes based on how big your deck is. Okay. But so I think that like there is, again, the weird duality of like commander players. I want to play this commander because I love the flavor in the story. Yeah. But I don't want to lose. Like, okay, pick one. I can't afford to pay seven mana for a five seven. Yeah, I can't do it. So uh, I think it's just to like the people that are like, oh my gosh, I love fill in the blank. They're just like, okay, fine. We'll yep. give you what it is. Yeah. Mildly playable. Yeah. Um, one other thing that they announced on the stream is we're getting kind of a cool land treatment. They're doing stained glass style full art lands that are kind of reminiscent of the Theros like Pokemon energy lands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they look gorgeous. I don't, I don't know that they're my favorite. They, see, the problem is we get so many cool lands lately. Like, I don't know. That's they're pretty, I, but that's what I was going to say. It used to be that you got full art lands as the way to move unset product that no one was going to otherwise buy and then it was like well Zendikar is the plane of lands so full art lands for Zendikar and then the next standard set with full art lands was like return to Zendikar right I think so yeah but then we've gotten a bunch of times since then and then since then it's just like like every other set almost yeah I mean I remember like when BFZ came out I remember going to every Walmart and Target I could like multiple times a week looking for their restock just to get fat packs because they had a brick of 100 full art lands in them. I, I have a, I have an entire long box full of land packs from, yeah, of those. I have yes. an entire long box full of those. I have an entire long box of not of these, but of the full art basics from BFZ. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and now, like, if these would have come out seven years ago, right, like, these would be $5 a piece lands. Oh, easy. Like, now, maybe they'll hit a dollar. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the problem is they do them all the time. Exactly. Like, we, we literally just had full art lands last set. Yeah. And... And so it's it's kind of like the uh, and the set before that and the set before that and the oh set yeah that. yeah because uh, Kamigawa had them yeah and both Innistrad sets had them they had like the black and white ones yep yeah so like much like your full art version of fill in the blank rare yep does not have the same cachet as it did. Remember the, like, storybook frames in, uh, uh, God, whatever, Throne of Eldraine? Yep. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, I have to have all of these because it's such a unique treatment. And now it's just like, oh, what is the, like, the set-specific frame that they did? Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of I mean, if they were all home runs, it'd be a different story, though, right? 
but they're Maybe. not all like some of them are cool, but they're not all home runs. Yeah, like just because it's not a like there are some of them that are just eh, either in yeah. like card or like card ability where you're just like yeah. no one cares that this is full art or right. uh the alternate treatment is so god awful yeah that no one wants them for that reason right where you're just kind of like okay this just doesn't do anything yeah so well while we're on the topic of full art lands you want to uh, interject one more thing into this show that's not in the notes Sure. Uh, how about that full art Omnath promo? So, like the running joke forever was that Wizards, uh, once upon a time, used to do, they were like DCI rewards, I think. Or play, they were player reward promos. Player rewards. They were yeah. the player rewards. Yeah. You would like accumulate points by playing in events and then. I don't know if you had to trade your points in or if you like just, just hit, hit a, a threshold and then you got automatically got the promo, but they would send you textless full art promos of cards. And Wizards in their infinite wisdom decided that Cryptic Command would be a good candidate for that program. Yes. And uh, Cryptic Command has a whole bunch of words on it. <laughs> um, let's see if I can find a Cryptic Command real quick. Uh, Tap your team, draw a card, counter a spell. Yeah. Counter uh, counter target spell. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Tap all creatures your opponent's control. Uh, draw a card. Yep. So then they just... It's modal, like, so you got to like know all the modes. <laughs> yeah, like which two are you picking? Is it yeah. actually a mode? You yeah. know, does tap... like. Do I, it's like, hmm, does tap all creatures your opponents can... Does, does the tap one target? I don't know. Yeah. Right, like, I have a ley line. Can you target me with that? Uh, hmm. Uh, the answer is no, it doesn't target. But, like, if you <laughs> don't have the the card to look at, you're like, huh. And yeah. so Omnath, which is just, like, it says draw a card and then just a wall of text... Mm-hmm. They were like, if it's the first time a land entered the battlefield, do this. If it's the second time a land entered the battlefield, do this. If it's the third time, do this. And if it's the fourth time, that doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just so like, what's even more uh, like the card is pretty. It's yeah. a beautiful artwork. It looks awesome. But the uh, the even more awkward thing is that not only did they pick a card that has an actual wall of text that like changes based on what has previously happened in the turn, but it's also a card that they changed how it works on arena. So if you're an arena player that plays like historic or whatever, and plays with the updated version of Omnath, and then you go to your game day and win your game day and get an Omnath promo, like you actually don't even know how the card works. No idea. Because it, it does something different for you than it does on the card. Yeah, so I just thought that was hilarious. It is not their best work. Yeah, vis-a-vis uh, picking cards to remake, just yeah. seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it's also funny that Cryptic Commands are only ten dollars. That like they're just like not playable in modern now. Yep, the times have changed. Sigh. 
Um, so I never bought mine, so I have three. I got them when uh when Cameron was getting rid of some stuff. Yeah. All right. One last thing as we rapidly close in on an hour here. Yep. We're going to Space Carnival Junkland. <laughs> do, 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 do. This would be a good time for that soundboard. Yeah, and there will be stickers. <laughs> there will be stickers. Welcome to Unfinity. So, so I'm just going to read this. This is from Blogatog, I think. Um, and it's how the stickers work. So I'm just going to read it real quick because... I didn't see this until right before the show started. Okay. Um, this section was blank until like half an hour before the show started. Um, per Morrow's blog says the new sticker sheet mechanic will be eternal legal. And you can find out how they work in detail on Morrow's blog. The quick rundown is there are cards that give you tickets and allow you to place stickers on permanence. You control. These are literal reusable stickers that you peel off the sheets and place on cards. So far, we've seen stickers that give abilities, like give a creature shadow, modify its power and toughness, like become a 5-5, or modifies the art slash name of a card. There are 48 sticker sheets in the set, 10 of which you will choose to be part of a 10-card sticker sheet sideboard for your deck. All 10 of those sticker sheets must be unique. At the start of the game, you choose three of them at random, and you can use stickers from these three sets during the game. Stickers remain on cards when they move between public zones, the battlefield, graveyard, and exile, but come off when transitioning to private zones like your hand or your deck. When stickers come off during a game, they can be reused later. They go back on the sticker sheet. And remember, these cards are legacy, vintage, and commander legal. So Magic by Richard Garfield intended. Nobody knows what your cards do. It is, um, on one hand, good that they limit it to cards you own. Yeah, I mean, that way you're not marking up your opponent's cards. Grim monolith. Yeah, so that that is good. Yep. Um, the this strikes me as like the hey, do you have any ideas for this set? No. Stickers. Right. Well, I don't know how much you know about like the history of unsets, but for the first unset, they, like, there were talks of putting bubblegum in the pack like old baseball, baseball cards. cards. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I mean, stickers is also something that sports cards did. So this kind of fits with that theme. Okay. Um, I don't know how much of it is we're out of ideas. Let's put some stickers in the packs I mean, and how much of it is let's do something to call back to that. It's um, It reminds me of Magical Hack. Mm-hmm. Right, so... There were it was magical hack. In the laces. A, what? Death lace, life lace, the laces. Yeah, and they were like it was like chain. Oh, and slate of mind, I think. Yeah, there were two blue ones. Yeah, it was slate of mind and magical hack, and yeah, then there and was, was a like cycle, one for each color. Change the instance of like a word on your card. 
Yeah, it was uh, like a color or a land type, I think. Uh, well, I think magical hack is creature type because that's how you can turn. Okay. Isn't like can't you turn didger make didgeridoo say El, uh, Eldrazi? So then oh, that's how you know. can didgeridoo Eldrazi in. I don't. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it was a PK deck uh, a while back. Um, wait, didgeridoo lets you put anything in for like three mana or something. Change the text of target spell or permanent by replacing all occurrences of one uh, basic land type for another. So that's magical hack. Yeah. And then. Slate of Mind was the other one. Uh, looking it up on the fly. I am looking it up. Is it Slate of Mind? Isn't actually isn't actually a card. Yeah. I no. I like put it in and nothing came up. I'm pretty sure. Or is it? I think it's Slate of Mind. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see here. Oh, slit is it? Slate of hand. No, slate of hand is. Uh, look at two. Put one on in your hand, one on the bottom. Yeah, no, it's slate of mind. Okay, I apparently can't spell slate. Change the text of target permanent or spell by replacing all instances of one color word with another. Okay, so maybe there, maybe there's something different with didgeridoo then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, any of the like make everything changelings would do yeah there was definitely that in there i thought i thought there was another card but yeah yeah so like this this reminded me of that a like more clear way to do that yeah i mean kind of i i guess yeah i mean you're right it is more clear than just you know remembering or whatever but also i I can't imagine like I can't imagine showing up to like day two of a GP with my sideboard that includes my companion and also my 10 card sticker sheet side deck. Yeah. Hey, I need you to, we need to pick uh, three of these at random. Here's a 10 sided die. Let's start rolling. Yeah. And also like, you know, you're playing 16 rounds or whatever, like, over the course of the event, I'm sure you're going to use the same sticker a couple times. Like, what happens when that sticker is not sticky anymore? They described it as like a uh, like a post-it note. Yeah. But uh, post-it note sticky is like the ninth wonder of the world. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Right? How can something you can simultaneously stick it on your wall for like a decade, but yeah. also pull it off and stick it back down like a hundred times? I don't think we have 3M post-it note sticky technology yeah. on these. So uh, I thought they said that, like you could use a piece of paper if you didn't have a sticker. Well, then how do you like how do you know what the sticker is unless you have it? Well, uh, maybe you could do something where like I don't want to unsticker my sticker because it's not sticky. So we're just going to oh. like, put a piece of paper. So we're going to shuffle up and use the sticker deck, but only use pieces of paper instead of stickers. Maybe. I don't know weird yeah so my hope is that uh one uh the the cards that are um sticker associated much like us today Mm -hmm. uh are not actually uh eternal format playable yeah well so the ones that we are today are are acorn cards so they are not Eternal format playable. Yeah. But they said there are sticker cards that are. They said the majority were, was what he said. The majority oh, of them okay. will be 
will be eternal legal. Hey, hey, hey. Um, and uh, like realistically, that eliminates half of the stickers, though, because like if you're playing, you know, a legacy game, you probably, well, I guess you you might care about changing the name to get around like a pithing needle or something. That was actually uh, the example that uh, Seth used. He was like, "What if someone oh, pithing, yeah? pithing needles your Jace the Mind Sculptor, and then you change the name to Dark Jace the Mind Sculptor? Pithing needle only it's a names." Different name. Yeah, so does now the pithy needle does your Jace now work? Oh, and- I have a I have a question though. Because you're only allowed to choose actual magic cards when you choose you a card. That was what he was asking so you as couldn't well. Name, you couldn't name Dark Jace the Mind Sculptor because it's not a card. Yeah. Um So he was like, We'll see when the like official rules come out. But Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, so that was the example he used was like putting dark on your Jace, and yeah. it gets does it like basically make Pithing Needle not a card to deal with that Jace when yeah. you change its name? Um, I mean, I would think so. I would think so as well, but I also would not have thought that we would have stickers on my magic cards. <laughs> yeah. So Lord only knows. The other thing that is that. As the spoilers start to happen, which isn't going to be for a while, we're going to Dominaria. They're going to like, yeah, I think this the, is like October, right? Yeah, they're going to release the set and then immediately like start throwing infinity cards at you. Yeah. Is the acorn set symbol like look for it because the cards that they spoiled, I think people were excited for like far out. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, wait. It has the acorn set symbol. Like, it yeah. is visually distinct, but also not visually distinct. Right. Easily like, confused. Yeah, you look at it, you're like, oh, cool. And then you're like, oh, wait, no. N- never mind. Yeah. Um, like, because uh, Seth had said he saw people saying that they were going to, like, pre-order Far Out for their commander decks. Because they hadn't, like, realized it was not a legal card. And, yeah. Like, so I think that, like careful. that's the problem that they're trying to solve with this, but I think it actually makes it worse. Um, like commander's supposed to be like casual, whatever, like play whatever you want as long as your playgroup's cool. And I think too many or more people than they would like are not even having the conversation of playing with silver bordered cards. Mm-hmm. Where like some of them are fun, some of them are absolutely miserable, but some are fun. And, like, if you're playing the fun ones, like, there's no... I don't think most Commander players would have a problem playing some of the fun ones. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to do here, is because they're Black Border, um, they're trying to, like, introduce more of them to Commander games. Yeah. Uh, again, like, in the... Like, uh, Saffron Olive was talking about, like, since they came right out and said Silver Border cards are not real Magic cards to be played yeah. at any kind of sanctioned event, people are just like, fine, we're not going to play the nut real cards. Right. And so by making them black border, they're trying to get around the stigma of silver border not being real. Yeah. But like by making the, the difference, like the little acorn, uh, people are going to miss it. Oh, for sure. And it only takes like you. Cause like, I was like, oh, the acorn means it's legal. 
And it's like, no, no, that's the opposite. Like, I had it messed up right. in my head. And, like, yep. if I would have run out and, like, pre-ordered a Far Out for 50 bucks or whatever it is, I'd have been like, oh, well, that's Sad day. Yeah. So, I, so, like, it's just, it's just difficult. Uh, where, like, you know, I know it would have been, like, in terms of printing would have been difficult. Maybe mm-hmm. not doable. But, like, if they would have made the, like, um, not playable card silver bordered. Oh, they totally could have done it. Yeah, that, or, that, like, you just I, do two I, different sheets. I don't sheets. even think that's a question. Well, you don't even have to do sheets anymore. Um, from, I think you can print, like, on the fly digitally. That That's what uh, Keyforge does. They don't have, like, a master sheet that they print off of anymore everything's sent to the printer like as a digital file Mm -hmm. so when they go to print like in keyforge there's no two decks are the same they're all different well i was just thinking more along the lines of like it would be difficult to print a black card black border card right beside a silver bordered card i mean they print borderless cards next to other borderless cards what's the difference I was just like thinking, the, like, you could do, like, a black sheet and then the silver sheet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Like, they do. Uh, we we have come a long way from, like, the horrific miscuts of the uh, yeah of, of Elden days. But, right. Not that know, they don't happen, but. Yeah. But, yeah, like, they could have done something to make it more visually distinct mm-hmm. to not confuse people. Uh, but, you know, because, like, me the angelic herald heraldo here mm-hmm. right that's like, right herald yeah like you look at the card and you're just like okay like whatever and then you're like oh it has an acorn okay weird well it's because it cares about how many words are in its name okay I feel... each creature you control with three or more words in its name gets plus one plus one okay that's not something that Black Border can reference. Fair. But like And uh, me, animate object, um, puts power and toughness on non game objects. So that's obviously uh outside the rules. Mm-hmm. I will turn my mountain dew into a seven seven. Attack Go. you with my mountain dew. Fair. But like I'm sure there's gonna be some that are just like Mm, like this is close yeah like just make it like easy i mean far out, far out is close yeah far out is, is close i think there was one card because somebody asked like the rules manager or whatever why far out doesn't work in the rules and i think there's one card that's modal that it would cause issues with i don't remember what the one card was though it was something that like i wouldn't have thought was an issue modal. well it's not a card that i thought of as being modal Gotcha. Um, I don't remember what it was. If I yeah. find it, I'll, I'll so we send keep it to referring you. to Far Out. Might as well. Far Out is yeah. an enchantment for two and a white. It's a mythic. It's Acorn. Uh, so rather than choose the indicated number of modes for spells and abilities you control, you may choose one or more modes. Uh, you can't choose any mode more than once. So like. All your charms or or going back to your, or going back to your cryptic command, right? Yeah. Now you get to counter a spell, draw a card, bounce a permanent, and tap all your opponent's creatures. 
Right. Uh, okay. Seems seems like I got enough cards worth of value there. Yep. Um. So like apparently, like you said, there's. Amaro said he's been trying to print this card in a regular set for years. Oh, really? I hadn't seen that. Yeah. And apparently, like you said, there's there's one card which weird. That yeah, I don't remember what the card. card was. I was trying to trying to find it here. Like I wonder, um, I wonder if it is a card. Oh, Outlaws Merriment, the Boros Mythic from Eldraine. Yeah, that makes, that makes like one of because three yeah, it would it would only ever make one token the way the cards worded, but because you could pick every mode, it would have every power and toughness ability, and a card can't have more than one power and toughness. So it would be one token that's a 3-1, a 2-1, and a 1-2 at the same time. I mean, one could also just ban Outlaw's Merriment, like if this card matters <laughs> to you. Yeah. We, or are you errata Outlaw's Merriment? Yeah. But, uh, nonetheless. Right, so there are cards that are close. So mm-hmm. it'll be inner. My hope is, is like, they don't end up printing a busted, like, legacy card. I mean, we'll see. I but, also, my my hope is that the sticker mechanic isn't good enough, because oh, if yeah. I start seeing uh, moms with stickers on them. Yeah, or, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Rick Grimes with a, uh, <laughs> with a... A dark Rick Grimes wearing a cowboy uh, wearing a a beanie sticker. Yeah. I'm mean, just gonna be like, no, stop. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> magic the way Richard Garfield intended. Nobody knows what anything does anymore. Every yeah. card. I mean, that's kind of, kind of a recurring theme nowadays. I, yeah, I feel like we've said that in a couple episodes lately. It's like, hey, these cards have. They uh, work different on on arena than they do in person. Which which one's the real one? Oh, yeah. this has got a sticker on it. It's not what the rules say. Yeah, you can you can give a creature exalted exalted. So that's kind of a, an interesting question too. Like, what happens when your opponent's playing, uh, you know, foreign like Japanese foil? I don't know, monastery mentor, mm-hmm. and. Uh, puts a sticker from a different language on it and you call for the oracle text. Oh god. Rough. You know the judge the judge isn't going to tell you they're going to tell you the oracle text not what the sticker does. How do you know what the sticker does? I are the stickers in all the languages? I I don't even know if it's being if the set's being printed in all the languages. I mean wizards did just take a hatchet to a bunch of languages. Yeah. What they get rid of like Russian Russian Chinese and something else. Like I think it was like was it full Chinese or Chinese simplified? I think it was simplified. Yeah, they got rid of one of them in like Korean. No, I think I think Korean's still around. Oh, I thought that whatever. They got rid of a couple of no one yeah. was Russian, one was Chinese. Uh yeah. but yeah, no, it's uh Wild times. Yeah, they can't like they can't make like a 
uh, God, a one man at three three that allows your opponent to put a sticker on one of your cards. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you know, your opponent must choose one of your stickers and place it onto this card. Yeah. Right? Like, because then you could just like high roll and just be like, oh. Uh, it's Annihilator 7. Yeah. Or, or just like, <laughs> Well, I can't change the power and toughness. Like, yeah. all my options are bad for that. Right. So, I guess I just need to make it like blue, <laughs> right? Like, or make I need it to put a frog a, in the art. Yeah, I need to put a hat on it or a frog or something. Yeah. And like, okay, you have a one mana three three. Oh, I f- completely forgot I did this. I had a sticker sheet ready to bring up while we were talking, and Boo, I forgot. Here it is. Sticker sheet. It's up there, people. Yep. Go to YouTube. Sticker sheet. Check it's it out. on the screen. There's yep. a squirrel. There's a uh, a toboggan. A yep. Uh, the hat. Toboggan's not a, sled. a sled. No, toboggan's <laughs> also a hat. It's a beanie. Uh, and then is that a like scary baby doll? It looks kind of like an angel. Is it like an angel doll? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. And it also has stickers for Exalted Exalted or Shadow. Yeah. It's weird that it's double Exalted. Yeah, I mean, there's isn't there like a... Doesn't Rafiq have something weird like that? I don't know. There's... Isn't there... There's like Exalted... Double, there's double Cascade spells. I don't know there's double Exalted. Yeah, there's, there's also... Is it Exalted Angel that gives every creature you control Exalted? Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so the the stickers are weird, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it feels like, on one hand, like, oh, this is the fun thing to do. But on the other hand, it's like, why? Also, yeah. like, another issue of these are, like, eternal playable. Like, what happens when your sticker stops being sticky? Right, and you. Well, show... yeah, that's that's what I meant. Like when you're halfway through an event and your sticker doesn't stick anymore. But I mean, or like in between day one and day two. But what I'm more mean is like, um, let's say you have oh gosh, what is it called? Um, like a sticker falls off your card, off your sticker sheet, like because you've used it so much. Oh yeah. Now it's like. Now you've got to find another sticker sheet that yeah, may or may know. not be. Also, like the the ability ones are the same shape. What if you like start making yeah. your own sticker sheets? Oh, right. Like you take your exalted, you take the shadow one off, and you put on like Annihilator Seven, right? Yeah. So now like you have two stickers. Your birds that you really of paradise want. is forever. <laughs> Yeah, but you just have all these, like, re- like yeah. you know. It probably doesn't matter. We are just going to end up making judges memorize what all 48 sticker sheets are. I, I mean, maybe, if, like, like, judges matter anymore. We like, talked about, was that the pre-show we that talked about that? Yeah. But, like, hey, like, there's not a sticker that has Exalted, Exalted, and Annihilator 7. We don't know if Annihilator 7 exists, but it's the most outrageous thing we can think of. <laughs> um... Right, so then you're like, uh, like that sticker is not a real sticker. How dare you? Right. So, 
Yeah, it is very a, strange. It is very strange. I I do not. Know. I wonder if these have magic backs on them. Mm, I would hope not. Well, if they don't, they're not a magic card, right? Yeah, because like if they had a magic back, then and you had them in your box, like wouldn't that be like weird for like how many magic, how many cards are in your deck? Yeah, probably. I mean, my thought was that if there's not a magic back on it, it's not a magic card, so there's no rule against proxying, and you could just make your own sticker sheets. Fair. That say whatever the hell you want. Uh, they could have all sorts of inappropriate stickers to put on artwork of cards. <laughs> yes. yes. Could, <laughs> like could, tentacles. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Well... There you go. We have our look in to the sticker verse. Yeah. So with Welcome that, to the sticker verse. I think we have a show. I hope so. So um, if you have any ideas, um, I don't know if you want to start pitching sticker ideas. <laughs> um, you can uh, get at us on all of our social medias. If, if you have questions for a mailback episode please like get them to us all those links are in the description hey so i wonder if that's a decent idea for a uh, patreon give back at some point it's just a sticker sheet there we go i could could make that happen Uh, let us know if that's something you want patrons (laughs) yeah it could just be like casual try hard is across the top you could have casual jace or Brian and James, and yeah, Brian you, you and could James, just make yeah. anything and play Brian or James. Yeah, that. Ooh. Yeah. I like see, it. I like it. Yeah. Then we have to, man. We have to think about our stickers and our abilities. This could, this could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, like Brian said, we got a mailbag episode coming up. Um, any of our social media, you can get at us. Let us know any any burning questions you have, either in Magic or out. Um, if you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do that that would greatly appreciate. Um, first is our uh, TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Purchase anything after following that link and we'll get a cut to help pay your bills. Um, also, Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to givebacks like we were just talking about with maybe a sticker sheet if you guys want. Um, also you get access to our pre-show, which is a lot of fun and our show notes. So you kind of get an idea of what we're going to be talking about that week. And you also get to support us, which we would also really appreciate, uh, help, help cover the costs of doing the show. Um, don't forget we have our stream with Brad coming up this Saturday at, uh, I think it's around 6 PM East coast time on Twitch. Uh, I think it's Brad V underscore popper. Uh, Dr- Drek V underscore Popper. Yeah, D R A C V underscore yep. Popper. I yep, already started so talking trash on, on Twitter. Oh man, here we go. So there we go. <laughs> it's his. Yeah. It's gonna be his podcast versus ours. So here we go. <laughs> May the best podcast win. There we go. We're They've actually played lose. this format before. Yeah, so we have not. <laughs> we have, they have a podcast about this format. They should beat us. Yeah, I should hope so. So you got anything else or is that going to do it? No, I think that's it. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>